Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. She's back, Woo-hoo! everybody. This is the follow-up podcast oh. for East Lake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and I took an unexpected hiatus last week. Yep. Because my car stopped driving. Well, right in the middle of an intersection. Right in the middle of an intersection. Yep. And, uh, and the guy right behind me came and checked on me and then drove away. Said, you got a real problem on your hands. <laughs> See ya. You might want to call a tow truck. It's 100% what he said. Thanks, before moron. Before he drove away. Drove away. <laughs> then two other guys came and helped me push my car into a parking lot where I, I love, sat for an hour and a half. I love that you thought to call me. <laughs> you were the first person I called. <laughs> like, do you need to call a tow truck? And you're like, yeah, that's my next call. Is there anybody? It's so funny. I, know, I, was like, I just need him to know I'm not going to be coming. Yeah. <laughs> this is such a high priority for us. It was mostly just like, okay, like it, that's like the tow truck. All that's going to take longer. Yeah. But like Brent needs to know now and I can quickly call <laughs> I him. I need to know now. <laughs> I can, well, I can quickly call you and get that over with. And okay. then I don't have to think about... Call, like I don't have to think about that anymore. Yeah. It's over. It's done. Yeah. I can worry about tow truck and all of those things. Yeah. So well, we pivoted pretty fast, and yeah. we 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 had said, "Oh, we'll just do it tomorrow." Then, uh, and then I was like, "You know what? The last thing she needs is another." No, thing no, you had scheduling conflicts. Did I last? Yeah. Week? What did I have last week? Like a haircut or something? Oh, oh, I did have yeah. a haircut. <laughs> yeah, but I could have moved that. But Lauren was like, oh, that's, that's, what, yeah, that, that's, that's right. The next morning I, I just said, uh, well, that, that day before I said, we might have to record tomorrow to, yeah. you know, you and me, cause it sounds like Megan, um, is, uh, is getting married down in Vegas or something like that. <laughs> I, I couldn't remember exactly what it was. I want to throw some stuff out on the podcast and just really spice it up a little bit. I did get texts later oh, yeah. in the week, so. <laughs> I know you said you got a, a call or somebody from uh, somebody who listens and was like, Wait, is she okay? And I, and you made it sound like no, I no, just no. said, I don't think Megan so. was in a car I got accident, a text from somebody. So I'm recording were, differently. No, um, I got a text from someone that was like, is everything okay? Like what's going on with your car? And then my mom's friend was like, Oh, what happened? I think I said to you, is everything okay? But I think the, what she actually said was like, Oh, what happened to Megan's car? Like, I feel so. like I did everything I could to kind of show with clarity. <laughs> Megan's safe. Everybody. It's fine. <laughs> She just can't be here today. Yeah. Which makes it just all the more exciting to have you uh-huh. this week. I know. And then next week, I'm gone, and it's you yeah. and Lauren. So it's just a big awesome. merry-go-round here at the uh, Say Something <laughs> Interesting podcast. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Uh, um, I found a new conversation starter that oh. I would like to try on you. I'm in. Let's okay. go. What animal do mm-hmm. you think you could take in a fight? Um, <laughs> pretty much any cat I've ever met. <laughs> I would say most dogs, not all dogs. I'm, th- I'm thinking you're thinking more wild animal-ish. I mean, it could be domestic, but wild wild would be fun as well. Okay. I could take an owl. An, you think you could take an owl? Yeah, they got big claws, but I would just like bear hug that thing. Okay, okay. And um, I think that'd be it. <laughs> I saw a bald eagle on my run yesterday. Oh, nice. It was up in a huge tree yeah. up by... Um, uh, Wade Park down mm-hmm. in Pasco. We saw, I saw one um, by the river like a couple months ago. And this was right on the river. Yeah. And the funny thing was, is 
this tree is like bare because it's, you know, just coming out of winter. Yeah. It has nothing on it. Had this been um, about a month later, I probably would never have seen that bald eagle. I think he thought he was kind of hiding pretty good. Like, this is my spot, man. <laughs> Nobody ever sees me up here. And it's uh, it was directly in my line of sight on the bike path, which is like right on that dike for the river. And it's mm-hmm. at the end of it. And so there's this big giant bear tree and there's this giant bird in the top. And I thought to myself, as I'm like probably still a half mile away from this bird, that's got to be a giant, a big eagle or whatever yeah, uh-huh. because that thing's way too big and sure enough i got over there and and he's looking down at me and i'm looking up I'm t- i took a picture on my phone uh-huh. and uh and he's, just, he's just watching me yeah and uh you think I, you could take a bald eagle no i saw his beak and i was like that <laughs> I, I bring i bring that up because i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure he would win in that one because he wasn't even that big he's a juvenile like he, he didn't have like the coloring oh, yeah, yet, okay, you know yeah. um and that beak was enormous and looked very very violent <laughs> is what it looked like I think that would do some serious damage to me. Uh, I saw the reason those claws. Have you ever seen those claws? I know. Oh my gosh! When we were Alaska, they would rip fish up. Sorry, I'm trying. You you down. Okay, so I saw this as a tweet. Was like, if you want to waste an hour with a guy, ask him what animal he thinks he could beat in a fight, and you are completely 100 percent proving that that is. You know what I would lose? Let's talk about what I would lose. (laughs) Okay, let's go. Um, A cougar for sure. Have you ever seen those things? Yeah, they're yeah. pretty epic. I I would be over. So, <laughs> uh, bears. You, I uh-huh. think people think, you know, I, but the cougar one. Here's why that scares me. Did you watch that video? Of that guy backing up that like that uh, road. There's a video that came out maybe three to six months ago of a guy on like a wooded road, like um, uh, you know, like out, out in the uh-huh. middle of nowhere, just like a um, dirt road, and mm-hmm. he's on a run. And he's got his phone out, and there's a cougar. He comes up. Okay, uh, uh, on a baby baby cougar oh, two, shoot. Two that, and then immediate the mom danger. the mom starts walking towards him yep. and he's filming it as he's walking backwards if you have not watched this yet you have got to stop what you're doing right now <laughs> and when watch this thing because this mom is like prowling up on him and, ah! it's, and he's and he's by himself and he's going get back stay back ah! you know and he has nothing he doesn't yeah. have a gun he doesn't have anything he's just walking backwards with the camera on the entire time. And the video goes on for, I think, like 14 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Of him walking backwards. And it's almost like he's talking in this video to be like, if you're watching this, that means I'm already dead. Yeah. And here's what happened. I mean, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Crazy yeah. stuff. He probably walked for, I want to guess, close to a mile. Oh my where gosh. this thing just kind of, and every once in a while, it would like go, it would like go. Like run yeah, up towards uh-huh. him and then like it would stop. Him a little. Oh yeah. man! No. He one hundred percent pooped his pants. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I pooped my pants watching that. Are you kidding me? Watching that video takes away any thought of me going. No, I think I could make it with a cougar. I'm watching that guy going. No way, man. That thing would. I'd be gone so fast. What about yeah. you? What animal uh, could you take? Um, you know, I think I could take a rabbit. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's good. Aiming low. A beetle? Um, a, beetle? a beetle? Yeah, I could take a beetle. Good. Um, I don't know, like bigger. I don't know that I could take maybe like maybe like a deer. Mm, those are bigger. I don't know, I don't know man. They got <laughs> antlers? One with antlers? Is it a, is it a I buck? No, no, maybe not He's a buck. He's gonna charge you with the buck with the ears? With the uh, ears no, with the with antlers? The- <laughs> No, I don't think, I mean, maybe not a buck. Maybe these like are fun, doe. like, what if games, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. That's why I brought it up. We play so <laughs> many of these. I'm about to go to Vegas with some of my best friends. Uh-huh. Um, and well, you can ask them this question. Well, we'll play a bunch of game what if games. <laughs> we'll always say, like, the classic what if games are, um, 
in what professional sport could you be out there and uh, before <laughs> how long before people would realize you're not a professional <laughs> athlete, right? If you're a soccer goalie, could you last like a half? Could you know if it was a if it was a college basketball game? How soon before the people watching this game on March Madness go? That guy is not. What's he doing out there? That's not. He's not an athlete. He doesn't belong on that court. Okay, are we like imagining that you don't look twenty years older than all of the people who? Yeah, are on no, the court? I know. I oh, you, there'd be some hair dye involved in that. Um. <laughs> Uh, but all kinds of sports, uh, like all the, all these things, or could we take these guys? Could the, could the four of us oh, in this room, could the four of us in this room beat, uh, these people on, on, uh, in, uh, what would the score be? Those are always the fun games that we always play. And so tomorrow we, after, you know, basically two years, cause we, yeah. d- we went, but it, it was crazy last year. We had to cut everything short. And that's when, this is the, when it all kind of crapped out on us, right? Mm-hmm. This is when it all went south. And tomorrow is the one year anniversary of our last day of in-person school. Yeah. Before it got shut down. Uh, this last Sunday was 52 yeah. weeks for us uh, of, of, uh, of video church basically. Yeah. So, um, my friend Jeremy sent out a, a text message after, you know, this is again, two years and we, we this is a trip that we look forward to eight months a year. And we, we text back and forth the banter. The banter's half the fun. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You've no, got an Oregon trip. Yeah. That's, that's half the fun of this yeah. thing, right? And so Jeremy sent out a thing today to the, all the guys and said, what would it take for <laughs> Southwest? Uh, how, how much would they have to offer you to delay your trip by a day at this point oh, to man. come down a day later? Like you show up at the airport, and now you got to stay in the Tri-Cities or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, well, a day later what's your that. number, Brent? And I said... At a thousand dollars, my ears would start tingling. Is what I said, <laughs> and like not quite, but I'm listening. I'm listening hard <laughs> at this point. And Jeremy said, "Well, the government just gave you fourteen hundred. I, so. I don't think that that's not in the back of my mind." Um, and then uh, th- hold on, I'm gonna um pull this up because this is important. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta. He changed the gr- the group name, so I gotta find this again. Okay, uh, well, oh here it is. Okay, you got it. Yeah. This is dead time. Yeah. Oh my he, gosh, Brent. You weren't prepared. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he said, don't forget to factor in missed opportunity costs. Every 24 hours you're not in Vegas, you practically lose $2,000 of opportunity. <laughs> How'd he come up with that figure? so great. <laughs> uh, as if... As if this would uh, cost me uh, $3,000 or whatever. I don't know. Just oh gosh, so dumb. Really Opportunity cost. Uh, us playing this uh, the cheapest blackjack $5 yeah. cans we can find by going to off-strip casinos. Oh, it's so great. So anyways, I'm looking forward to just sitting on my butt watching a bunch of basketball this nice. week, which is super nice. exciting. Selection Sunday was yesterday. Yeah, it's literally it like go? my favorite Sunday of the year. I didn't uh, Well, the Well, um, usually there's a little bit more like, ooh, tension in mm-hmm. terms of where's Gonzaga, what seed are they going to get? Where they're going to get one. This, this year was like, they're the number one overall. And it's like, not how really many, there are several teams though that are out now because COVID, right? Well, COVID stuff happened yeah, it's interesting. So like Duke got COVID like a week before the tournament. They weren't but really like, going to be in gonna it, make anyway. it anyway. So I think Duke, I think uh, coach K was like, Hey man, everybody look this real quick. And then we'll, <laughs> uh, then we, then we don't have to lose or not, you know, get ranked like 15th in this yeah, tournament uh-huh. and lose in the first round and be like, whatever. Anyways. Yeah, so, yeah, Virginia had uh, a case. Um, who else? Kansas had something. But it sounds like they're going to be able to get those guys in isolation, and th- they play on the second day of the tournament instead of the first day. And um, they're not going to travel with the team. They're going to travel later. And I think they're going to get it all figured out. They're doing okay. tests every day for seven days leading up to this, and then they're quarantining in, in like, 
all their own rooms and stuff. Yeah. And they're all they're whole, doing the whole tournament for the first time ever in one city in yeah, Indianapolis. Yeah, doing bubble, right? Yeah, like a, yeah. basically a bubble tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, once Tuesday night comes down, that's like the last testing day then everything good should be good to go. So they have got some replacement teams in case something happens. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be great. I'm, cool. I'm super pumped about it. And uh, we are doing, there's going to be information on a bracket challenge here at the end. Nice. I don't want to cut off my promo and announcements, <laughs> but hang tight and we're going to get some info <laughs> on how you can uh, beat me and Gary mm. in picking brackets. Do you do brackets every year? I have before. I don't do them every year. Okay, but will, I have will you do it this year with us? Sure. Okay, excellent. Excellent. That's fantastic. Very low commitment level though. Do yeah. It. <laughs> that makes sense uh we kicked off a new series yesterday yeah. um a series on exodus uh which is kind of an odd book to be talking about easter unless of course um you you know think about uh easter and the resurrection event through the eyes of one reading side by side in uh, the history of, of the jewish people in in the book of exodus and i think that's exactly what the early church did and so we'd be remiss not to kind of participate in that sort of looking back as we look forward to this and um it's going to be an interesting kind of series on this what's your familiarity with the book of exodus i mean i mean you know you know bible stories growing up yeah right flannel graphs all the things flannel graphs um all, all the stories um we we talked uh, uh, just basically about the passover seder dinner mm-hmm. um and the, the meal that was shared we know that jesus shared a, a last supper meal sometimes we can kind of overlook the importance of that or what was all involved in that yeah. of the reacting kind of piece mm-hmm. of, have you ever been involved in a seder I dinner haven't, before but it sounds interesting did i did did I communicate it in a positive way that made it sound like you wanted to participate sure. in something? Okay. I mean, it's you made it sound like a like a traditional religious ceremony. Okay, because which... the four glasses of wine joke I had on my list, I thought that was a great one. It was great. It got decent laughs. It was yeah. fine. You also excuse me. Oh. That I just You're vaccinated. Like a... You can't be doing that anymore. <laughs> no, it was like side note, we didn't talk about that yet. Oh yeah. Congratulations. Um it was that's like me talking all day and then not drinking enough water. That's yeah. what that was. Um no, but you also like sidestepped your um, traditionally cooking lamb on a Traeger joke. Oh, that was a good one too. Yeah. I like both of those. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a better joke. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a super fun. We do it with the Stickles, the McDowells, and a couple other people. Um, and uh, it's, we we have matzo bread, which is like that unleavened flat mm-hmm. bread. And we, um, you know, it's it's fun. It's the families are all involved. It's, it's a do very- Do you like do the traditional things or just have the meal? No, yeah, they do the like some okay. like Brian or whoever's hosting that year kind of reads from yeah, okay, uh, the Book of Exodus or some sort of uh, prayer guide thing yeah. to kind of guide everything through, and we don't start until this happens, and then okay. everybody you know, um, and usually by the fourth glass of, of wine, Kylie is in a spot. No, I'm just kidding. She's <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't participate, but um, <laughs> she gets a non-participation trophy. Um, <laughs> It's uh, it's been great because all of the kids at all ages kind of look forward to it, mm-hmm. and it's an excuse to have a good like meal together, a yeah. feast kind of thing, and then have some structure into it and yeah, talk about things that are important. I think so. I've always seen it as like because you know I grew up in the church and like the potluck culture, and the you have these holy days that you yeah. then have like a potluck or a thing that you gather and remember and are in yeah. community with each other. And this so. feels different from that because this is actually good food. <laughs> and I've been to church potlucks before. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, I usually at Shiawana Park, and uh, <laughs> it's potato salad after potato salad after potato salad, or whatever's easy. We to used make. to my one of the churches where that we went to when I grew up in Maryland. Um, every summer, they would have like a big, like 
day out at a park kind of far away and they would like roast a pig in a pit okay yeah okay i could do that i can yeah. get behind that yeah that's a fun piece in uh in hawaii if you've ever been to a luau there the mm-hmm. kalua pork thing yeah. this wasn't like hawaiian and by any means but they did roast a pig in a pit yeah that's so, awesome yeah well that sounds like the best <laughs> i must have gone to the wrong church growing up <laughs> well you know slightly southern church in maryland so <laughs> yeah um, uh, yeah and then we, uh, so we talked about this and then we talked about at the very end, like the, the ways that we understand sin of the idea that we have sinned or, or that sin has us or that we go on and accumulate things or, or based on decisions, or we live under this power structure of sin and need rescuing as a result of this sort of thing. I had, uh, the story of our, my six-year-old niece that was absolutely true and honest and Your it happened. Six-year-old neighbor? Neighbor, not yeah. niece. Um, coming beside uh, and asking me some awkward. Do you think she was trying it. to like bring you to oh, God? Oh, she was proselytizing me <laughs> up and down. Were you so like, what? I'm a pastor? <laughs> Her dad's a pastor. Oh, does he a, know you're a pastor? Yeah, but he. So yes, I don't know that she does. I mean, oh, okay. you know how much does she know? But um, but yeah, uh, he's Seventh Day Adventist, and and so, but yeah, it was. It's yeah. just, and it was, it was awesome. <laughs> she was working so hard, man. <laughs> She's earning that Missionette's badge or whatever it is. She's a very sweet kiddo, though. I mean, like, it's 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 awesome. It's really fun. Uh, that's really hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I did leave out one spot. So Yeah, you made a... I'd, I was looking part? at my notes. I'm looking at the clock, and the clock was changing on me because I could tell Andrew was fixing the time uh-huh. in, in between the service. Right, row. And because uh, <laughs> it was Daylight Savings Weekend as well. And so uh, that was kind of a, an, a fun... I'm looking at that, trying to, it was like at that exact same time yeah. that he was doing it too. It was killing me. Anyways, um, <laughs> no, there was a, a quote that I had found about, you know, a lot of people going, well, what about the archaeological evidence that points to the fact yes. that there mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be the number of people who have, you know, got, who went through the Exodus out of Egypt. If a million people, as it's kind of portrayed in the Exodus story, left Egypt and made their way and wandered in the wilderness, you would think we would have found a little bit more evidence. And I know that it's like, well, yeah, but thousands of years, but there's like, there's different mm-hmm. things to be like, ah, it just, it doesn't sound right uh, that that would have taken place. And I read um, a book on, uh, by Peter Inns called The Bible Tells Me So. And we actually did a series on this a couple of years ago using that same thing that kind of, talked through that and whether that's like a deal breaker or if that's just like, Hey, for whatever reason, this people group wanted to say that these numbers were this way. I really genuinely do believe that a group of people Mm -hmm. were in slavery and bondage and made their way out of there. I don't think, or don't really think it matters, I guess, if it was a million or if it was 10,000, sometimes when you're a kid, you know, you look mm-hmm. at things and be like, there's like a million people here. And you're like, well, yeah. I mean, it's 9,000. But um, <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, that's the number that people can go to watch the Mariners this year, 9,000, um, <laughs> which is basically a full stadium for them. Uh, so it can feel like as a kid, there's a million people at this Mariners game. And you're like, yeah. well, no, there's actually not that many, not even 9,000. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> You know that can that can be part of the, the case, and it, it can still be a, a bunch of people going out there. So I, I wanted to bring that up in case there was people who read something and, and yeah. think maybe my faith. I don't know, my faith shaken because these numbers are off. Um, <laughs> it can be uh, it can be on more from yeah. Than that. So yeah. I had a, like a quote, and I was going to do like a side a side thing on that, um, but I just kind of breezed through it because yeah. it didn't matter that much. So yeah. I said I'd save it for the podcast, and so that's what I did. That's why we have this thing. <laughs> um. Yeah. I think one part I was really drawn to was the active remembrance. Um, yeah, yeah. So you talked a little bit of, when you were talking about the Seder Passover dinner and all of that. 
Um, it's not about like, it's not like, Oh, remember that thing? Reflecting on that thing. It's not like a reflection thing. It's a, like I'm actively participating and like my remembering that this event happened dictates my actions and my behaviors and how I move forward. So you likened it to like remembering your mom. It's not like you have to remember you have a mom. Yeah. It's remembering to actively engage with your mother. And the message of the dad, the intent of him saying, hey, don't forget your mom, yeah. is not to just tell me to have strong feelings about remembrance for my mom. He's trying to tell me, do something for her. Buy yeah. her a flower, write her a card, something yeah. like that. Um, so that I I go through that enacting process yeah. or reenacting process. Um, and I think that that's yeah. when Jesus says, or when God tells the people of Israel in Exodus, do this in remembrance of me, yeah. or, of what, uh, what's been done here. And then Jesus does this. That's what he's saying here. Yeah. And it isn't just like the communion or the meal or whatever. It's like you, like when you remember me, it is an active call yeah. to how you live. And so it's not about like you're actively remembering me in the ways you behave, in the choices you make, and how you treat people, and how you walk through this life. Um, and so like, that was kind of the part that I, one part that I really liked. And Which I think is an important to. part to bring up anytime we do communion as a mm-hmm. church, that this isn't just guys, don't forget Jesus died, right? Dip the bread. Let's all remember. It's like this active, we are then continuing his work in this world. Yeah. We're, and we're it is, and it's community. more than like the savior piece too. Like, like that's a huge part of it, obviously, but yeah. Like we remember so that not to remember that we are saved only, but yeah. we remember to remember what that means for how we live. Yeah. And so like, it's not about, it's not just about remembering the sacrifice. What does that sacrifice ask us to do? Right. And it asks us to live differently. And so how are you doing that? Yeah. You know, and I mean, obviously we don't do that perfectly because we're humans. That's why we need Jesus. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think that was a part for me. Um, what other? Oh, um, the other part was like a corporate understanding, like understanding your corporate role in um things like positive or negative. But I think particularly negative right now in our society is like a big one. People don't want to own their corporate role. Like, no, I didn't individually do that, but the people group that I'm part of did. And yeah. so like I have to own that I'm part of that history and yeah. I'm part of that that part like I'm part of that and I have to own that I need to then accept that and like apologize for that even though it wasn't specifically me that had those actions. Yeah. Or even like my people group did this thing like we're we do that with teams all the time. Like oh my team we won. Well no, you didn't win, yeah. right? So you can do that in the positive 100% all the time and you're a-okay with it. But when someone says this system that you are part of has damaged me, you don't want any part of that. Yeah. We can't go both ways. We we (laughs) hyper-individualize in those moments when it's not great. And then we hyper, uh, you know, communitize it when it's it's a positive feedback. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think it would be, you know, um, when you go through the Old Testament or when you go through the Old Testament and New Testament, both um, an ancient way of looking thing was very much more a communal. Um, this is us, and and sometimes to a detriment, almost even in even in the New Testament with, um, just, I don't know, I can't think of anything specifically right now, but I just remember them 
them kind of owning, uh, doing some of the punishment stuff, mm -hmm. uh, that, like public shaming and, and yeah. everything like mm -hmm. that is a result of them kind of operating. We do this because this is hurting yeah. the group when you act in this way. Um, we have to like do some some things that are yeah. not great. You know, so, but, it but it turns because it's run by humans, it often turns abusive, right? Yeah. And so yeah. Um, but there's still like you need to have personal accountability in your role in your corporate, like in your community system. Yeah. So whatever community or system or whatever that you're part of, like you you are accountable for the role that you've had in that. Yeah. Uh, whether you specifically have harmed anyone or done anything wrong, you are part of that system and you need to stand accountable for things that are part of that system as well. Yep. So. Yeah. It's a good thing to memorize or remember because we we tend to read myopically in the, the uh, you know, American understanding of things and go individual freedoms, individual, individual, individual. And let me read this book and see what it has to say about me for my individual sin. And you can convict you of my, my individual sin because I can understand that um, and less so conviction about my, my collective sin. Mm -hmm. But um, I think when we read the Bible, God often is like, no, I'm <laughs> right. talking about all, all of, of us. Right. Oh, right. And, and it's not just your individual actions. It's like, how are you part of this community? Yeah. Cause the Bible is not a, like, it's a community thing. Like yeah. it's, you know, faith is a community thing. And then the frustration comes in and go, well, God, then what can I do about it? I, I can't control other people's things. Like what, what can I, and, or, or that we go into this part, like, it's just such a huge thing. What could me in my one little thing do to participate in this? And that's part of the thing of, of going, I know exactly. Yeah. That's why you need a savior. Yeah. <laughs> that's why this whole thing is broken and needs redeemed. Right. Yeah. That's why the, the kingdom of heaven is bigger than you, um, individually experiencing uh, some sort of eternity, eternal bliss or something like that. It's yeah. like a new heaven, new earth sort of whole encompassing thing where what if, what if everything got fixed? What if everything got remade? What if everything got renewed? So yeah. I think but that's But I think even in that, like when we say, yes, I am accountable for my community, like we're one, we're one step closer to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. to being a part of a community that is about healing and about finding that path towards the kingdom of heaven. Absolutely. So, yep. Yeah. Good. You were also really harsh about WandaVision, which you've never seen. Uh, and I thought was unnecessary. Well, have you seen it? No, but oh, I still okay. thought it was unnecessary no. that you were that harsh about it. Well, <laughs> it's funny. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I don't care. I, I really don't. Um, which is fine. But yeah. The point was, I know that it's best to watch that show with context. Yes. Like it would be, I've, I heard from the very beginning, it was incredibly difficult show to watch for the first two, three or four episodes. And then it started to be like, oh, I get what they're doing here. And I don't even, I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Um, but like, and the more you knew Marvel stuff, the earlier you caught on, yeah. but even then it was still pretty hard at the very beginning. And I'm just not interested in yeah. a show like that. I know. And I think your point was like, there are things in this world that need backstory. Yes. That we need understanding for. Thank you for simplifying. Yeah. It. And which. I rewatched it again today and yeah. thought I did spend a lot of time yeah. on that. And I'm not sure that that point came through. That point didn't really come yeah. through. Yeah. I would have told you that if we'd done <laughs> mid-service. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, side note, we get to do that movie. We forward. do? Well, no. Because I'm You're doing the pre-service thing. Dang it. <laughs> I get to, well, all right. Yeah. You're um, right. Maybe five minutes if maybe. I Maybe. I mean, we can try. 
Um, but Meaning, I, for people who are yeah. listening, we're doing a 9 o'clock and a 10 o'clock service moving forward. Um, but starting I get, on the 28th. Yeah, on the, yeah, starting not this week, but the following. Um, but uh, she's a part of the pre-service thing with Kylie and Megan. And so there's like... I'm like an integral part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Your name's on the title of the bit. So, yeah. Uh, there's going to be like five minutes in between me getting done talking and uh-huh. you guys starting your thing. So, it's probably not going to happen be for a little bit. Five minutes as well. And we're going to keep Brent. that going for a little bit. We don't I did know. I air quotes. Yeah. You guys didn't see that, but I did. <laughs> She's been pretty, pretty aggressively, too. Um, we don't know how long exactly that's going to go for. Yeah. Um, as long as our online community continues to be a priority, and I think it still even is at this point almost probably on equal ground with a uh, kind of our 10 o'clock yeah. um, service. And, um, it, but uh, anyways, so yeah. we'll see. And then someday that'll change and we'll. Anyway, but I was, it. I watched it last night and cause I don't always get to see it. WandaVision. No, oh. your sermon. <laughs> just kidding. Um, and I was like, man, I just don't understand what he's trying to say. And then yeah. I had to like, think about, I was like, oh, he's saying it's, there are things that need backstory, which is why we're talking about, Exodus and all of this yes. before Easter. Yes. Because we're trying to build Sometimes backstory. the backstory is not worth it, right? Yeah. Like, so for me, the one division backstory is just not worth it. Yeah. Which and I want to make this worth it for you yeah, guys. Exactly. To be like, this is what Easter's all exactly. about. Exactly. That's a good yeah. line. I'm yeah. so, that's gonna make its way into my part three when I talk. <laughs> Luckily, Lauren's gonna be the one picking up the pieces for me this weekend. <laughs> she is doing the speaking on Sunday, which I'm, I'm super, super excited. I'm it's excited her first, for her, too. her first time doing this. I remember um, when you hired her and she said no. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Even this one, she made me wait for like two weeks. She came to me and goes, I'm thinking about saying yes, but let me think about it more. And then I came back a week later and she's all still thinking about it. I'm like, well, good grief. I got to find something or film something. One of the, I, was, I thought about filming something. And then finally she's like, yes. And then she sent me her notes. Uh-huh. And I was like, Lauren, this is like the best set of pre-service notes I've ever seen. Like we've had, I don't know how many people guest speak before. Yeah. And they'll submit their notes, and usually they're pretty good. Sometimes I'm like, if we got to work on some stuff, you know. Yeah. And these ones were, I was like, oh, I, you don't need anything from well, me. Well, she's incredibly smart. I know, so. incredibly smart. So it's yeah. going to be fantastic. You guys are in for a treat. Yes. It's going to be great. And her brother is doing the intro video oh, for Oh, fun. Us. That's so fun. So Jim is going to do the intro video, That's which is really great. fun. And I wrote the script for it today, and it's good. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> Um, all right, let's do our something interesting. Yeah. You open. I did. Which means I go first. That's true. Okay. Um, I found another podcast. Not that you need another podcast to listen to. I'm not going to promote like every episode of it. I have no idea. I just heard about it. But it's called Smartless. Have you heard of Smartless nope. podcast? Like S-M-A-R-T-L-E-S-S? <laughs> yep. Like Smartless. I have less smarts? Yep. Okay. Uh, hosted by Jason Bateman. Okay, I like I Jason love. Bateman. Will Arnett. I also like him. And the guy, I'm I'm drawing a blank now. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up. Sean Murphy. Sean Hughes. Sean, the guy from uh, Will and Grace. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and they are a fantastic- The guy that plays Jack? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are a fantastic trio. He is hilarious. He, they're all three. Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> they're all three. So funny. Like, one of the things I love, one of my favorite podcasts is Conan O'Brien Needs okay, a Friend. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the best thing I love about it is even the commercials are funny. Like, I can't turn away from the commercials. Every other podcast I listen to, as soon as commercials come on, I forward 30 seconds, forward 30 seconds, uh-huh. so it's done. And, I'm, and then I just can't, I don't, have, I don't have time in my life to sit there and listen to commercials. <laughs> These guys make them so funny, yeah. I can't forward it. That's, that's some of the best material on the whole, that's the bit, man. <laughs> Jason Bateman? I, are you kidding me? He's freaking fantastic. 
It's so good. Uh So specifically, they had uh, the episode that I want you to listen to is they had Conan O'Brien on on as a guest. (laughs) And so I'm mixing like two worlds here. Yeah. No wonder you love it. I was on a run trying to run. And meanwhile, dying laughing, laughing and getting a cramp (laughs) in my side while I'm taking pictures of a bald eagle. It was a it was a very it's eventful a complicated run. run. It's so complicated. There were so many moving pieces, and one of those not so fast moving pieces was, you? was me. But it was a great podcast. Now, I wouldn't listen to it with kids in the car. Okay, yeah, that um, makes sense. Or maybe offended moms. That makes sense as well. But if you're okay with any of that, they've got a bit about running into Stephen Colbert while skiing uh-huh. that. I, I'm literally, I'm, I was in tears. I'm, it was so funny. <laughs> so funny. Anyways, uh, Smartless Podcast. The episode specifically with Conan was like from last November, October, okay. November. So you got to mm-hmm. go back a few. Um, but it's really good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. What do you got? All right. Mine is about napping. Are you a napper? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not either. I, I would like to be. I mean, that sounds fun. Um, yeah, I like the idea of it, but yeah. the um, application usually makes me feel horrible the rest of the time. Pro- so. I'd probably take a nap like maybe three times a year. Yeah, I'm about that. Maybe, maybe two, something like that. It'd be mm-hmm. when I'm not usually feeling good. Something yeah. happens and I'm not, I'm not feeling good and I'll go take a nap. And unfortunately, then that nap is usually like an hour long. And yeah. then I woke up and I'm more tired than exactly. I was originally. That's also my deal. Yeah. So I just don't nap really. Yeah. But apparently napping has a genetic component. Like if you are a person who naps more and like enjoys that and does it regularly and does the like 20 minute thing, then you're like, Hey, I'm here. Um, that has a genetic component that's related to, um, Like, so like our sleep cycles have like a genetic component to them. So if you're like a night owl, you can, you'll often are more of a napper. Um, and then, um, or if like you're someone that needs more sleep or sometimes like early risers are nappers because they wake up really early. Um, and then they also found some like genetic linkages with narcolepsy and napping. Mm. So you're not like a narcoleptic obviously, but there's some similar like coding in those two. Yeah. So genetic, huh? Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, pretty much everything is coded. So yeah. (laughs) Or like how, like there's a code and then sometimes it's a response to our environment, like whether it gets expressed or not. Ironic that sometimes we equate like napping with a form of laziness almost, or like, oh man, how nice must it be to be able to nap or whatever. Um, But I remember growing up, when I was did an internship at my dad's church, I had a, a businessman mentor um, who does real. He's a real estate guy, a developer in the Tri Cities. If I said his name, I won't say his name, but if I said his name, there would be a good chance that if you've lived around here, you knew who it was uh-huh. or heard the name before. And I went to his office. He would, you know, we'd do lunch together once a month, and then we'd go and talk or do something. And he took me to his office one day and gave me a tour. And he had a napping couch. <laughs> nice. And he's like, "That's where I take a nap." Oh, pretty much every day. And I was like, you take a nap? Like, I didn't say that because I'm like, you know, 19 years old yeah. and this guy is a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah, uh, that's just kind of part of my routine. And and I do it not, maybe not every day, but most days. Yeah. Um, I just well, have, I mean, like there's a whole cultures that have yeah. like siesta and reposo. He had the ability like though of, so. to do it like in 15 and, or 30 yeah. minute increments where mm-hmm. it wasn't like it wipes out my whole day. I just need after lunch 
to catch a little siesta. Yeah. And then uh-huh. I'm good to go again to kind yeah. of finish off the afternoon. I know. And I'll tell you what, I get that because there are days sometimes when three o'clock rolls around and I'm like, man, I am, <laughs> I'm worthless at this point. Yeah. I'm just punching time. You yeah. know, that's all I'm doing here. So maybe, a, yep. maybe a nap from. I mean, you have a couch in your office. I know. I know. <laughs> The problem with that couch that is all I can well. think about is for a long time, Eric Rutness, <laughs> who listens to this podcast, would he was doing worship for us, living in Spokane, come down uh-huh. and play worship for us on the weekends, would come down sometimes Saturday night instead of Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and that would be the couch that he would sleep on, and uh, he did it, I don't know, every weekend, and yeah. would sleep on that couch, and so... Um, he's kind of, that's kind of his area. It's kind of like, you know, the dog kind of made the area and like, I don't want to take over his area anymore. I mean, it's been like two years since that's happened. <laughs> Maybe it's three probably years. Okay. It's probably fine. <laughs> Whatever, you know, was there is probably not there. Um, but I just, I can't, I, I don't know. Is that weird? That might be yeah, weird. Sorry, Eric. Weird. <laughs> I'm not gonna sleep on your couch, man. You earned it. You got he it. He doesn't sleep on that couch anymore. Uh, I mean, there was, there was a. He sleeps downstairs now. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't sleep. Before the fire department gets called and we get, we get shut down for, uh, for housing (laughs) vagrants. Oh my gosh. All right. We got it. We got to close this thing off. This is enough. That's enough. (laughs) All right. You have announcements, right? right? Yes. Uh, Big announcement is that March 28th is going to be the big uh, relaunch thing for us with kids areas. Two services, back to two services, one at nine, one at 10. Uh, Kids areas only at 10 o'clock. We were just down in the rooms today, cleaning out all the rooms, putting little dots six feet apart all over the space down there. Uh, We met with the team, curriculum team on Sunday. It's just, it's coming together. It's starting to feel like this is actually happening, which is awesome. Super exciting uh, for all of that. So make sure you're RSVP for that. Uh, We also have, Plenty of volunteer opportunities now that we're expanding back into our greeter team, back into our kids' team. So if you're interested in chipping in and helping us to continue to create a church, people don't typically like church. We would love to have you volunteer on yes. one of our uh, volunteer teams. You can go to the surf page at, and it kicks an email to Megan and then Megan will contact you and make that thing happen. So yep. um, that's exciting. That also includes or answers the question. We we had that question uh, show up this weekend of what is phase three at East Lake Mean? Because that happens on March 22nd in our first service back at the 28th. We didn't plan that. Maybe Inslee was looking at our calendar and said, hey, we probably need to make some adjustments so that East Lake can function. That's very generous of him. Thank you very much. We don't know. Uh, still he don't know. He was in Pasco last week. That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. He visited one of those. The elementary schools. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Sidebar. Um, we don't exactly know what the uh, new regulations are for churches. There's been just insider baseball, right? Is there's been kind of a whole set of different rules for religious organizations that has not been updated with this new information. So we're not sure exactly which one. So we're just mm-hmm. kind of waiting. And as the day gets closer, we might have some changes, but at this yep. point we're moving forward as expected. That's the only other announcement there. Last thing is, I mentioned at the very top of this podcast, a bracket challenge. We are doing a, hosting another ESPN uh, bracket challenge. Um, so if you're on there, if you're into college basketball, or even if you're not, that is the beauty of the bracket. Yeah, There's no wrong way to do this because I watch so much college basketball and I lose this every year. Yeah. Every year, um, somebody like Megan, who doesn't watch a single game, comes in, picks teams based on the colors or the team names, or I don't know. I had a friend that went to Loyola Marymount, so I'm going to go ahead and pick them. It's 100% how I pick And she uh, wins. And so you should come and be a part of that. That so. is the best part about March Madness is the brackets. Because it's really, it's quick. It's like two weeks and you're done. It's not a whole lot of commitment. You don't have to do anything. You don't have it to do anything. It took me so. five minutes yeah. to pick my bracket and it's done. Yeah. Right? 
Um, and is it the only tricky thing is you do have to get all of the games picked before the first game yes. of the tournament, which mm-hmm. is Friday morning. So they yep. move Friday. Th- anyways, so before Friday morning, you've got two options. One, you can wait for the East Lake Weekly, which is going to come out on Wednesday. It'll have a link in it. Or if you go to ESPN Bracket Challenge and type in East Lake Tri-Cities, it's an open public group. You can join yep. and uh, get in there. We've got some, we'll have some fun prizes, free coffee for uh, first place. And the <laughs> running joke every year is second place gets two free coffees with Gary. Yeah. <laughs> And every year I say, first place gets free coffee and uh, second place, two <laughs> coffees with Gary. And Gary goes, you say that every year in his little grumpy Gary voice. <laughs> and I say, Gary, it's still funny. Yeah. Year after year we after year. You, we love you, Gary. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Have a great week, everybody. Bye, I know I will. Have a good one. See ya.